Hey, Shane. Welcome to Dad Pods. I mean, I'm not welcoming you to Dad Pods. I'm welcoming the person that's listening to the. To the Thank Dad you for Pods. listening and welcome. Thank you for listening, listener. <laughs> so, what are we talking about today? Uh, what are we talking about today? Uh, we are talking about 2008, uh, 2008 comedies. Yep. Um, 2008 important because uh, it was an election year. It wasn't. It was an election year. It was a good election year. Oh yeah. Um, I, I, I like to point out that uh, you know, you know, the election takes place in what November, mm-hmm. uh, which is what we're we're recording this the day before the election. So uh, you know, by the time this comes out, uh, either you know, angels will be fluttering around, or you know, hellfire. Yeah. Uh, only one or the other. Only one or the other. Or they'll still be counting ballots in like Dade County possibly you know which is possible which is none of those there's very few good outcomes unfortunately um but uh uh so 2008 i like to point out that you know the election happened in november my son was born about 10 months later nice he's an obama baby that's good yeah so uh so 2008 uh comedies for that year um you know not a terrible year I don't think. No, there's some decent ones here. Yeah. So some decent ones. Uh, without further ado, we can talk about our dishonorable mentions for the year. Totally. So um, these are either movies that uh, the, the three categories are: I didn't watch it, mm-hmm. I hated it, or it's got a really funny name to the to the uh, sure. uh, title. Uh, you know, because I don't go through every movie because yeah. what the hell? I mean, I'm not gonna go through every movie. Uh, so 27 Dresses, never saw it. I did see this. It's a romantic comedy. With, when Catherine Hagel was thought to be the next big thing, Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you a spoiler. She wasn't. She wasn't the next big thing? Big thing? Yeah, she had a, a nice little run. And, uh, this well, is she possible. was on Grey's Anatomy. She had knocked up. Yep. And then this maybe is. Was right. Run. And then apparently got the label that she's hard to work with. Mm. And that was that. That's a tough label. You know, it's it's this is, you know, um, woke feminist Shane speaking right now. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a dude that's hard to work with gets more jobs. That's a true. girl that's hard, a woman that's hard, quote unquote, hard to work with. She gets blackballed. Yeah. Never and that's unfortunate. That is, that is unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, the next movie is meet the Spartans. This was like a, uh, a one of those spoof movies about um, like epic comic book kind of movies, I think. Yeah. They would take whatever's popular and they'd spoof and then it. just spoof it. Yeah. So it's Meet the Fockers. I think, there plus... about, I think there are about three or four movies that came out in 2008 that were, and we'll get to a, maybe another one or something. Yeah, but... and those those were really lazy. Uh, yeah. I don't think you need to see them. No, I, I wouldn't see this. Uh, Drillbit Taylor. Mm. This is just a funny name to a title. Okay. Yeah, I know nothing about it. Um, the Hottie and the Naughty. Same thing. Okay. Uh, Horton Hears a Who. I did see this. This is animated. And it's actually quite good. Oh, it is good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I never I... saw it. So I forgot. I forgot. Oh, this was here. This was a uh, Jim Carrey as Horton, uh-huh. and uh, you know a lot of zaniness. Is it Jim Carrey or is it? Uh, I thought it was maybe it was Steve Carell. Oh, hmm. Sounded like Jim Carrey. Anyhow, this is great. This is great radio. Either way, it's actually pretty. <laughs> it's not a bad version of a Dr. Seuss uh, book, right? Like it's an animated version right. of a Dr. Seuss. It's not as good as some of them. I think the them. problem that a lot of the animated Dr. Seuss movies have is they make a full length movie feature length where it's like an hour and a half yeah and it takes you about eight and a half minutes to read a dr seuss book that, and that's a good point like this movie 
probably some of the other ones too would have been well served if they just sort of made like three of the Dr. Seuss books all in one. Right. It was actually pretty well animated and you get to mm -hmm. see Horton animated. Right. I don't it's know if the it's problem. Better. It's the problem yeah. of the Peter Jackson Hobbit movies. Yeah. Too long. Where the it's, it's, seven hours of movies it's like i can read the hobbit in seven hours yeah i don't need to see all those movies yep. okay um superhero movie also another one of these spoofs yep it was just a spoof of superhero movies uh zombie strippers amazing title to a movie okay I don't know anything about it never heard baby of it. mama i think this was a a tina fey amy polar vehicle i did see this this is okay it's not one of their best things that they've ever done mm -hmm. it's all right Sex in the City, the movie. I, uh, I never. I, I am proud to say that I never saw this movie. I'm I've trying to remember if I saw this. Of Sex in the City. I've seen. So, do you realize he's got another that guy? He's got a show now on Netflix. Who's that guy? Darren Star. He makes all okay. of these kinds of things. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that came out. I guess. Uh, I think it was popular. I don't remember it. Whatever. Couldn't tell you anything about it. Um, you don't mess with the Zohan. Another. Great title to a movie. Yeah, and this is when you know that Adam Sandler's losing it. He's not at his peak. The Billy right. Madison, uh, sure. you know. He's in the also receiving votes for the year. Totally. Yeah. He was maybe a couple years from his big Netflix deal. Mm-hmm. Um, the Love Guru. Mm-hmm. Repo, the genetic opera. Great name. Terrific name. I have no idea about it. This is this this one though wins the uh, the the name of the year. This is Angus Thongs and Full Frontal Snogging. Oh, I didn't realize that that was all one title. That was all one title. Okay, it's a, I don't know anything about it, but it's just an amazing title too. That is that is a great title. My best friend's girl. Okay, okay. Let's so talk about here's this. where I have to interject. So yes. my best friend's girl. I don't know anything about this movie, but it's it, I've mentioned this before on this podcast. There's a trend of like you have a title to a movie that's a former either a, a song or mm -hmm. a song lyric from 10, 15 years past. Mm -hmm. And there's, it has nothing to do with the movie. Yep. And so I'm going to rant for a minute. And I'm going to list a bunch of these movies that have a song title as the title of the movie. And I wonder why. Like, why okay. were they so lazy that they couldn't come up with something better? Right, right. Okay. So we've got Pretty Woman. Yes. Famous one. Like it's a movie about a hooker who, yep. or sex worker who, you know. Yeah. And they, they feature story. the song a lot. That has nothing to do with what it has actually happens. It. It's, yeah. a, it's in the song. The, most of these don't even have the song in their song. Like, okay. Yeah. All of me is a song from like, it's like a Sinatra song. Sure. Um, American pie. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the movie. No, no, no. no. The pie is not something that uh, Don, Don uh, McLean was talking about. Yeah. Completely different. The song's not in there. Bad Company. Mm. Yep. Okay. Uh, the Leonard Cohen classic song, Bird on the Wire. Mm -hmm. This was a the Mel Gibson and Goldie Hawn, like, rom-com. That that's have a that. bizarre Bad title. movie, you know, bad title, and it's yeah. weird. Like, why? Bye Bye Love. Mm. Maybe this song was in the song, but it came out, like, 30 years later. Yeah. Um, Dazed and Confused. I love this movie. It's okay, an amazing yep. movie. It's it's Richard Linklater. I love Linklater, mm -hmm. but that's a lazy title. Like it's just yeah. like, so you're setting a movie in the '70s. You're gonna name it after a famous Led Zeppelin song. That's it. Really? Yeah, I agree. That has nothing to do with the. Feel. And they're not yeah. really dazed and confused. No, it has nothing to do with it. No, 
It's, I mean, there's drugs in that movie, but it's not like a drug movie. No, they are neither dazed nor confused. Yeah. Uh, this is, this is egregious. I had to look this up. Well, not, there's a movie called Gimme Shelter. Mm-hmm. Has I know nothing it. to do. It's like a, it's like a, a thriller. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, High Fidelity. It's okay. actually, uh, it's a, it's a, uh, excellent. Song. Excellent, it's an excellent movie. Yeah. These don't necessarily mean that the, that the movie's bad. Mm-hmm. It means that the movie's lazy. Gotcha. Okay. Jumpin' Jack Flash. Mm. Seriously. Yeah, I remember, isn't that Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg? Goldberg movie? It's just like, it's a comedy with Whoopi Goldberg in it, and they just named it after a Stone song. Yeah, okay. Uh, Love Potion number nine. Ooh. Like, would be a, that's just lazy. Yeah. Um, Man on the Moon. So mm-hmm. this, this, this song came out like five years before the movie did. Right. The song mentions Andy Kaufman. Right. But it's, and it's a, about him but mm-hmm. the movie is about andy kaufman but the song and the movie are just com- completely disjointed right. yeah like why would you do that yeah it's it's, it's clearly just about i mean that is an andy kaufman yeah. movie that's the whole point yeah yeah night and day okay it's a tom cruise oh yeah his vehicle yeah has nothing to do with a sinatra song no uh p.s i love you hmm. it's just a it's just a rom-com that they decided to name after a beatles song Okay, generic. Uh, maybe the worst one ever. This was one that I used to always see at like a video store when you go to it and nobody ever checked this movie out. It was called Pompatus of Love. Okay. So this is a lyric from The, the Joker by Steve sure. Miller. Classic song. Uh, so classic song, everybody should know. Mm-hmm. Pompatus is a word that he made up for the song. Uh-oh, yep. It has nothing to do with anything. So they made it... They, so. They not only have nothing to do with the song The Joker, but Pompatus of Love. Yeah. It's just meaningless. Sea of Love. This okay. is, this is a, 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 like an erotic thriller with Al Pacino and Ellen okay. Martin. And the song is, you know, come with me to the sea. Just, oh, yeah. That's, that's not a thriller. Bobby Darren, I think. Yeah. Anyway, uh, another bad one, but a great movie. Stand By Me. That's a great movie. It's a great movie. But uh-huh. what does it have to do with the song? Nothing. That's Even true. the the Spielberg, the Spielberg, the uh, Stephen King uh, short story that's based on is called The Body. That would have right. been a way better title. That's a pretty and good title. Less, and honestly, less lazy yeah. because you're just naming it after the same the same thing. Yep. Uh, what have I got here? I can't read that. Oh, the nights, the lights, the night the lights went out in Georgia, is a classic <laughs> sort of uh, country song from like 1975 or 73. Okay. Um, about like a lynching, okay, right? yep. or or an extrajudicial. Uh, that would be a good movie to make off of that story. But that's not what it, this is. This oh. this the night the lights went out in Georgia is a early '80s song about an up and coming country music star. Oh, I had to look that up. Nothing to do with yeah. Okay, yeah, Sweet Home Alabama. Okay, a Reese Witherspoon vehicle where she does at least go home to Alabama. Okay. But it has nothing to do with the Leonard Skinner song. No. Which was basically like a rap battle with Neil Young before yeah. there were rap battles. Yeah. <laughs> right? Fair enough. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, Tequila Sunrise mm. it's yeah. a, was a Kirk Douglas and Mel Michelle Gibson Pfeiffer, thing. right? Yeah. And Michelle Pfeiffer yeah. had nothing to do with the Eagle song. Oh. All right. Those are all terrible. Yeah. Those are all terrible names. Great movies, some of them. Yeah, stand by uh, me. I think. Why are you being lazy? Come up with a different title. Yeah. 
There's there's so many ways to to say the name of a of a of a movie that doesn't reference a popular song from eight years prior. Right. Is my whole point. Like I, I don't know, and I also there's probably like somebody out there that can do a dissertation on you know, like how old does a movie have to be or a song have to be before you can use that as a title to a movie. Right. You know, and this doesn't include all like the Bond movies that all have the because those are fine because you're because most of the Bond songs are n- named for the. Well, they, they make the song for the movie. That's Currently, very different. Right. So very different. I do wonder then, is there is it just because everyone in marketing, they're all kind of the same kind of person? It's like, yeah. hey, I'm into movies and I'm into music and this would be great. And that's yeah. it. That's as I, far I, as I thought. Uh, clip in, what's that? Who's that YouTuber guy that does the um, the debates with himself as like a movie <laughs> executive guy? He's he's Movie pitch guy. That's the guy. Who? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, was it pitch? Uh, <laughs> oh gosh, now I'm gonna have to look it up. This is great, awesome, great radio. This is, this is awesome, great radio. This yeah. is awesome radio. But that's that. That's kind of what, like, as you were saying that, I was realizing, like, yes, it's that guy. He's yeah. talking to himself. He's like, yeah, that will be a great idea. But if you only do it this way, it's like, pitch why meeting. would they do it that way? Because yeah. that'll make more money. Because that's that guy. That kind of. I money. like money. Yeah, pitch meeting. Yeah, I like money. <laughs> but anyway. And then the last movie that we're not going to talk about that's part of our dishonorable mentions is another one of these spoofs of, if this one's a spoof of disaster movie, this is extreme movie. I can't believe there are three of these in the same year. There might've been more that I'd missed too. So there must've been one movie house that just does these, right? That's the only way to- It's kind of it. like, I think I think there's a movie house that does most of the horror movies that we Yes, Bloomhouse. I know about that. And a lot's been written about them and they get interviewed and like they have a, dis- they will talk about their plan it's like, hey, we just we're like an investment firm for movies, right? And they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, and horror movies almost always make money. Mm-hmm. Totally, because and they come out with some good stuff. Cheap. They did uh, oh, get, get Out. I'm okay with them. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally get fine. Out. Get Out was really good. All right, all right. So, uh, um, as always, we're going to go through. We've actually got six favorites, right? Yes, all different. So this we're going to is- have. It All shows this, 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 well, I think it shows the nature of the movies this year. They're, these weren't clear favorites. Otherwise we would have no. intersected for sure. I, I, I think there's a clear number one, but um, you know, it's, it's really debatable. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but anyway, so um, we're going to start at the beginning. Yep. The, the first one, uh, Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay. Yes. This is the sequel to Harold and Kumar uh, go to White Castle stoner right. movie. And now the thing about the Harold and Kumar movies is there it's like kind of a smart stoner movie. <laughs> this this fits in the same vein as the first one. Like they actually do some stuff with race that like you know, Harold is uh he's well they're they're both Asian American, but Harold is like I think he's Chinese American and Kumar is played by uh the guy that was in house and then Oh yeah, Cal Penn. Yeah. And so, formerly of the Obama administration, exactly. Yeah, so Indian American, and you know they're united by their love of pot, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they do things that actually are like fairly, fairly smart, but yet stupid. Mm-hmm. Like it's this yeah. smart, stupid humor. And I, I actually a, think this is a pretty funny movie. Yeah, I had a very, very funny moment about Cal Penn just the other day. Mm. So, uh, my wife and my son were rewatching. I mean, my son's watching for the first time, but I'm my wife and I are rewatching the Buffy and Angel series, mm-hmm. and Cal Penn, and like maybe his first like official role, yeah, comes up on an episode of Angel. Nice, I never knew. 
Yeah, you probably, you, you know, it's one of those things, and I think this happens a lot, where you see somebody and he's got kind of a notable thing, and it's maybe the first thing you ever see him in. Yep. And then you see him in later in his star making role. Yep. And you're like, where have I seen that guy before? And yep. you just, you don't think to look at, you know, episode 17 of Angel season three and realize that it's, oh, it's Cal Penn yeah. and Angel threw a spear in his head. You know, you don't, you don't sort of figure that out right. until, until you go back 20 years later and you're like, hey, that's Cal Penn. Yep. I had the same kind of thing. Like the, the first season of Angel, I think, has Jeremy Renner in it of all people. <laughs> Hawkeye himself. Like, Jeremy Renner is in yeah. Angel? Really? Huh. Yeah. So you realize these people get their bre- their breaks, but they've actually been around for a while, which makes sense. Like they they prove yeah. that they can act by being extra exactly. little bit yeah. parts. Yeah. So when you, when somebody is when you see a movie and you're like, oh, I've never seen that. I don't think I've ever seen that person before. But they they seem kind of familiar. Mm-hmm. It's like they were probably a corpse on CSI five years ago. And you totally. Saw yeah. yeah. Anyhow, this is a pretty decent movie. Not as good as mm-hmm. the first one, but uh, has a very extended part with the. Uh, the former president George W. Bush as a stoner. So if you want to see there that, go. there you go. There you go. Okay. So the next movie is definitely maybe. Yes. I remember I've, seeing this. I, I remember seeing this movie in the uh, theater. Oh. It came out on Valentine's Day. Oh. So it was one of those you go with your significant other sure. to see this movie on Valentine's Day. And yeah. this is, you know, Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. This is the period where they're trying to make Ryan Reynolds a star. Yes. It was never quite working until he did Deadpool. Yes. Um, this is actually a halfway decent rom-com. I think this is a, I think this is a decent um, movie. I think people should whole, watch it. Yeah. it. It actually, like, so I can't, I don't know if it came out first, but How I Met Your Mother mm-hmm. and this movie have sort of the same sort of style, right? Yeah. He's telling the story of how he met his daughter's mother. Yeah, whatever. This, is, this is before, I believe, How I Met Your Mother. And I'm going to look yeah. it up now. Again, t- whoever stole it is, it's the same bit, right? It's totally it. Yeah, uh, this movie is good. I'd say I think you should watch it. You know, oh, actually, How I Met Your Mother started before two thousand five. Okay. So maybe this stole How I Met Your Mother's bit. It doesn't. Yeah, matter. I think this is better. A... <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, it's got uh, Ryan Reynolds. He's charming mm-hmm. in whatever he does. I think Isla Fisher is one of the. Yep, she's one of the potential mothers. One of the potential mothers. I think one of the potential mothers is also. Um, Rachel Vice too. I think she was in that too. Yeah, Rachel Vice is yeah. another, and the last one is oh, from Pitch Perfect. Anna Kendrick. No. This is again great, great radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not her. It's the caster from. It's Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. Yep. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Anna Kendrick would have been about eight years old. Yeah, that's inappropriate, <laughs> and they didn't screw that up in this one. Yeah. I, actually, I think it's a very solid movie. I, I would yeah. recommend it. I, I, I liked it. I remember liking it. I just, I don't know that I've seen it since then, but it's funny. I, ha- I haven't seen it since then, but it left an impression because I remember like most of it. Yeah, plot. I remember all these details about it. So yeah. um, the next movie we got is In Bruges. Okay. This is Colin Farrell. Yeah. Uh, this is, um, he plays a hitman. Okay. Mobster type in Brussels. Hmm. Um, Bruges, Brussels. Okay. And... Uh, he or Bruges is not Brussels. Brussels Bruges is um, uh, this is also a great radio. Um, this is uh, Flemish Belgium. Sorry, Belgium. Um, and he is like there on a job, but he meets a girl, and they, it's kind of the going back and forth. It's kind of a wacky kind of not wacky. It's kind of a dark comedy, but it's it's funny. 
It's so is it like gross point blank? The hitman falls in love. A little bit, a little bit. It's less cartoony and more kind of mobstery, and gotcha. a lot more Europey because it's got the Colin Farrell gotcha. with, a full, with a full on Irish accent. Right. But now there's another. There's a TV show, right? That's like about the hitman who's becoming an actor. Isn't that uh, what is that called? Is that Oh man, we're, let's stop looking at <laughs> stuff. Forget it. We'll just go on to the next one. Yeah, right. I liked it. Semi Pro is the next movie. This yeah. is Will Ferrell as a basketball player in the 70s. Yeah, at ABA. So this is about the ABA NBA merger. Mm-hmm. Will, Will Ferrell as a 70s basketball player. I think it's pretty good. It's a Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, this is not one of the it's best clearly ones. One of the, no, it's clearly the Will Ferrell movie, though, that they didn't have to write a script before they gave it yeah, to Yeah, they were like, oh, Will Ferrell sold. as a basketball player in the 70s. Yeah. They're like, sold. It was just like, check. Okay, fine. Yeah. Okay. Andre 3000 is also in it. Pretty funny. <laughs> so it's kind of, that's a nice little bit of trivia. Fun. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, there's some good bits. It's not as good as Anchorman. Anchorman's probably the, you know, they cranked out a bunch of these Will Ferrells at the height of his popularity. To sort of capitalize on them. Yeah. yeah, Anchorman's the the funniest and smartest. Uh, you know, Talladega Nights is yet another one in this kind of era. This yeah. one doesn't have as many strong bits. But yeah, it's okay. It's sort of interesting. Like, you know, obviously SNL launched Anchorman, but like, I mean, uh, uh, Farrell. But then, mm-hmm. you know, he did Old School first, right? That was the first one. Yep. I think, and then his role in that was so funny. And then they just gave him like every role for like five years. Yeah, he wasn't that. even the the starring role in old. No, no, st- that stole was the show. that was one of the Wilson brothers. I can't. Remember. Yeah, they they take the matter. bland guy as the lead. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> even even though Vince Vaughn, both Vince Vaughn and Will Ferrell just like steal the show. They're they're hilarious in that movie. That's a great movie. Right. I love it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's that's really is what launches his his movie career. Yeah, and it culminated in semi-pro uh, uh yeah <laughs> so next movie up is uh get smart this is a remake of a tv show starring steve carell yep. not the tv show but the this, this movie starts steve carell and um and hathaway mm-hmm. i kind of halfway like this movie okay i've never seen it so it's, it's actually I, those two actors are really i like them both sure i like hathaway and i like i like steve carell yep. steve carell plays the dumb bumbling spy I think The Rock is in this movie too. Okay. Um, it's charming. The, okay. There's no plot. I mean, it's like a Get Smart episode, just sure. a little bit longer. And But the, the stars are enough to sort of do right. it for me. And he's on The Office at this time. So, right, this yeah. is like yeah. very – he's still very popular, obviously. He can mm-hmm. do whatever he wants. Yeah. But this is like, you know, he's popular because he's on TV and in these kind of like cash grab movies. Cash – Totally a cash grab movie, but you know, I, I wouldn't have paid money to go see it as a theater. But you know, hey, it comes on, you know, HBO or whichever sure. streaming service you have. Hey, you know, go ahead and watch it. It's yep. funny. Fair enough. Uh, the next movie is. Do you know this movie? I know what it is. I've never okay. seen it. I have seen it. So it's, okay. the movie is Mamma Mia. Sure. It is the. Uh, it's a musical based the, uh, on a bunch of ABBA songs. Yep. So if you like ABBA, mm-hmm. I do uh, like ABBA. You'll like this movie. Now, I know the only thing I want to talk about is I like ABBA, and I think a movie about their best, you know, five songs, eight songs would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. There's a sequel to this. Yeah, I didn't see the sequel. I don't 
like the next eight ABBA songs. I only like their top. <laughs> and they're, they're, they're like one of those groups that are like, you probably know their top eight songs. In the sure, world. sure. Everyone does, right? Yeah. After that, I cannot name a single ABBA song. And I don't care to. Like, I don't, I'm not listening to a full ABBA album. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no concept ABBA albums as far as I know. So my only issue with this, this movie mm-hmm. is it's a musical. Yeah. And I love musicals. I don't know that it's really funny. Hmm. So, that's, so that's terrible. I'm not sure yeah. why it came on a bunch of lists of, uh, uh, and I looked at multiple voices and it came up as a comedy. Yeah. But I think a lot of people, unless, unless your musical is, you know, Les Miserables, you're going to get, it's going to get thrown into the comedy sure. category. They're like, well, they sang in it, so they must be happy. It's... Yeah. And they were happy, but it was much more of like a, you know, a light drama. It was, wasn't funny. It was sure. just, you know, like a hmm. light romance. Okay. Anywho. Next Next movie on here, and you might know that I know this movie. I don't know if you know this one. I know it very well. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Bottle Shock. Yes. Yes. Probably. uh, (laughs) Go on. uh, uh, I love this movie actually when I saw it. Yeah. Uh, It's Alan Rickman plays a a wine um, uh, uh, a wine guy, a winophile. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, And it's set in like Napa in like the 70s. Yep. And it's all about like the wine industry and yeah, you know, it's about drinks. how Napa becomes a you know a, a legit wine area. Yeah, yeah. So everybody kind of always points out the '70s. There was this you know famous um, wine contest where everybody was you know assessing what the best wine was in the world, and there was a blind tasting and it was in France and whatever like that. And mm-hmm. the Americans won for both. Red, red wine and white wine, yep. right? And it was like this shock to the the wine making mm-hmm. world because the Americans didn't know what the hell they were doing. They were the cowboys, right. and the French were the people that knew what they were doing. Um, but so this this is the kind of story of the 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 vineyard that was the white wine producer. Mm-hmm. So it's got Bill Pullman in there, I think. Yeah, he's the American, like trying to compete with the Europeans, right? Right. right. So yeah, Black I like this because it's a real story, movie. right? Yeah, it's, this is really funny. And I think it's got Captain Kirk is in this movie too. Is he? I didn't realize. I think Chris Pine is in this movie. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I probably didn't recognize that it was him at the time. It was before he was Captain Kirk, so it was yeah. probably fine. You know, this is a cute movie. This is this is this is a movie that was totally capitalizing on Sideways, which came out maybe a couple of years earlier. Totally, yeah. As kind of like a, a wine. Ooh, people like wine. Let's make a movie about wine. Yeah, these two yeah. are the most popular wine movies ever, ever. Yeah. But you know, Bottle Shock, I liked it. Good movie. Yeah. Burn after reading. This is probably the worst Coen Brothers movie. Mm, that's too bad. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Don't you think? Okay. That's how bad it is. I haven't seen it. I really like the Coen Brothers. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you four things about this movie. Forget it. Yeah. Um, Zach and Mary make a porno. This is a Kevin Smith movie, right? Yes. Kevin Smith, Seth Rogen, Elizabeth Banks, I think is the, mm-hmm. the two stars. The two stars, I believe. I, so Seth Rogen and Elizabeth Banks there, they decide to make a sex tape because they're getting evicted, I think. is the Okay. So they need money. Like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, huh. kind of, that's kind of it. Yeah, I don't think this is where Kevin Smith should be doing his stuff. I like his like dialogue-driven, introspective. Semi- well, this movie is very dialogue-driven. Thankfully, there's not a lot of sex scenes put with Seth Rogen in it. 
Oh yeah, that's thanks. Our off-camera stuff. Thank you, Kevin. Smith. And it's more, and it's more, you know, the humor of deciding that you're going to get in the sex industry mm-hmm. from just like a regular job. Like I, you're I, one day you're uh, working in a factory, and the next day you're on a porno uh, set. It's I just, just it's I, I don't, kind of, uh, I don't think it's that relatable. Like I think again, we go back to clerks. Right. We talked about clerks last episode. Mm-hmm. It's very relatable. It's people on the job, and they have like kind of a boring you know, mundane job. And it's the kind of conversations they have during this, this, I have, I, sorry, I I can't relate. (laughs) I think this was, uh, this was Kevin Smith showing off a little bit, like trying to do something. Yeah. um, Interesting. Like you saw this, I mean, Kubrick tried to do the same thing, right. Mm -hmm. You know, with a, with sort of like the notion of pornography is kind of like a, a, uh, a way that you can sort of tell your story like in Kevin Smith's a comedian, right? So he sure. wants to tell his story through this other medium. Okay. You know. Fair enough. Um, it's not. It, it it didn't work. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Nick and Nora's infinite playlist. I did see this. I did see this too. This is Michael Sarah and Kat Dennings. Mm-hmm. This is uh, so. This might be the first movie that sort of legitimately references like like an mp3 style yes right like that's exactly what's going on yeah 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 and they're in pursuit of trying to find a band that like just they don't their whole shtick is that they don't really tell you where they're going to be they just leave clues and they're going around the city trying to find it yeah i think it's set in new york right yeah that's a great setup and Mm -hmm. it's a total indie flick where like you know basically the whole setup is for the two characters to get to know each other and they they have to go on this journey my guess is if you liked the the romantic side of Scott Pilgrim versus the world, you will like this movie. Yeah, I like this movie you a lot. If you liked Juno, you will like this movie. Yeah. I, I like this movie too. Yeah. I am, I am actually a fan of Michael Sarah. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, I don't know what happened to him. I think Jesse Eisenberg came onto the scene and did everything that he was doing just a little bit better. I hope he uh, makes a resurgence because <laughs> uh, I think I've been watching a little bit of Arrested Development lately. Uh-huh. And uh, Michael Sarah is good. <laughs> yeah. Bold statement, I know, but uh, yeah. I think I no, think we should, I think he's good. I like Cat Dennings in this too. I think this is a really of this like that doesn't make the top six for us. This one's actually I think very rewatchable. Again, this plus definitely maybe would be my kind of like off off top sure. six picks. Throw bottle shock in there, and we got, oh yeah, you know, there's. Yeah. I guess that's what we're getting at. There's like a lot of solid, you know, singles yeah. and doubles. This movie, this 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 is not a top heavy year. No, like any yeah. of these next six that we're going to talk about could have fallen into the mm-hmm. the bottom. But you could watch all these and like have a good time. Yeah, sure, sure. So where do we want to start? Do you want to start at the top? Just start at the top. Cause... Okay, so one of my three favorites is Forgetting mm-hmm. Sarah Marshall. Yeah, and I could have picked this one. This is a really good movie. Yeah, this is, uh, so Jason Segel sort of writes this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, when you think about the sort of the setup for this, is he's a television music composer who has a passion for puppets mm-hmm. uh, who's dating like the star of the TV show that he does the score for. Yes. Played by, played expertly by Kristen Bell in this movie. Yeah, she's, she's great. Hilarious. Yeah. She's just, every scene she's in, she steals. And we would say a lot more about her in this movie if it weren't for Russell Brand in this movie, mm-hmm. who steals every scene that he's in, and he's in some scenes with her. Yep. So, <laughs> so, um, and then Mila Kunis sort of rounds out the cast 
but it's also got one of those like extended sort of humorous casts like a lot of Apatow movies do. So Paul Rudd's got a role as like a surf instructor in Hawaii. Yep. The movie is set in Hawaii, which is an amazing set the entire way. It's at the Turtle Bay Resort, which uh, actually yeah. my wife and I, we've been to. It's, it's very nice. It's, mm-hmm. You can go there. It's like a regular place. Totally cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fun. And yeah. And uh, so it's a little dirty, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's sort of an apatow kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There's a very famous uh, scene of some uh, full frontal nudity f- from a dude. Which was pretty brave. I have to say that it's one of the bravest scenes that it's, I've ever seen a, a male do. It's funny. It's very. It's yeah. funny, but it's yeah. also very, very. Um, what's the word I'm looking it's for? Vulnerable, right? Like the vulnerable. Point is yes. Meant to be vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, this movie is really good, uh, and it's semi-autobiographical for Dave Siegel, right? Because he, this is basically about his romance with Kristen Chenoweth. I want to say. Kristen Chenoweth, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, something like that. This is based on like he had a romance with someone else in Hollywood, and this is kind okay. of him getting over it. Okay. So that's yeah. the story behind the story. The story behind the story. Excellent. I didn't know that. Um, Wait, no, I'm confusing things because Kristen Chenoweth dated Aaron Sorkin, so that's what studios. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know that this is semi-autobiographical. No, 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 no. Jason Siegel did have a romance with uh, who was it on a. Uh, Played Lindsay Weir on because he dated someone I thought on uh uh Freaks and Geeks. Oh, okay, was it uh uh, uh yeah, whatever the point is, it's semi auto the point was it was supposed to be semi autobiographical, Linda Cardellini, yeah, Linda Cardellini, yeah, okay. sounds good to me. Uh, I'll make that up, that's that's true, why not? <laughs> Eight people listen to this podcast, yeah, who cares? Um. Yeah, so, but Forgetting Sarah Marshall is really funny. You should watch it, just not with your kids. Yeah, don't. Yeah, it's a little dirty. Yeah. All right, next up. Uh, I picked this one. This is an animated movie. It's Kung Fu Panda. It's a DreamWorks production. Uh, I think it's a pretty solid movie that holds up pretty well. Yeah. It's got a really good voice cast. Yep. You got your Jack Black, Jackie Chan. You got the uh, aforementioned Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angelina Jolie has Angelina Jolie's in it, yep. She's the snake or something like that? Or, snake or the tiger or Lucy Liu is also yeah. in it too. I don't remember who's who. Yeah, I can't remember who's who. Point is, a lot of I know that people. Jack Black is the panda. Yes, he is the panda. Uh, there's some really good, funny bits in this, and it's you know it's a, a nice way of getting animated uh, kung fu movie together. Yeah, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see it with your kids. This one works. Yeah, that's, this one's definitely see with your kids. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say about that. Like, totally works. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do the next one, though. Next one, we talked about Will Ferrell already. This is yes. the better Will Ferrell movie I find from this year. This one holds up, I think. A lot this one does time. hold up. And this, you know, you could make the argument this is the best Will Ferrell movie. This could be. Yeah, this is yeah, Step This Brothers. is on the short list. Yeah. People love this movie still. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Ferrell, John C. Riley are the, the, uh, the Step Brothers. Yes. And that's kind of all you need to know. Yeah. Just, just, just watch it from there. Yeah, they're they're man children that like mm-hmm. didn't move away from their parents, and then all of a sudden their parents get married, and now they're stepbrothers. Brady Bunch style, yeah. And then they're sort of they're forced to be, you know, relatives. Stupid. Yeah, it's I saw it again recently. It's so funny. It holds up yeah. pretty darn well. That's good. Um, yeah, I. I uh, 
it's a it's probably not one for your kids no not at all shouldn't shouldn't watch that with your kids so the other fun thing to note though is if you're a parks and rec fan uh so in this uh the brother of i think yeah john's oh it's i can't remember if it's it's will ferrell or or uh john c riley's brother is played by adam scott who's ben wyatt on parks right. and rec and his wife so yeah. yeah is uh is uh marina o'hara right no no, no his wife is Catherine no. hahn Catherine Hahn, that's what and I meant. She plays the campaign manager for for Ben Wyatt. Yeah, it, for no, not for, not for Ben Wyatt. Well, eventually she hired. Eventually him. for Ben Wyatt, but it was yeah. for Paul Rudd. Yeah, she's Paul Rudd so, circling all the Apatow world <laughs> together. Yeah, and yeah. she's hilarious. This is like a great role for her. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So if if you have your your Parks and Rec fandom, and like this is like a nice little look into that world. Mm-hmm. Step Brothers definitely recommend. Yeah, uh, but now with your kids. I don't think any of these remaining movies you should watch with the kids. Oh no! Uh, is the, the next movie is Pineapple Express. Yep. Don't this see is, it with uh, your kids. No, don't say it kids. with your kids. Yep. I believe this was written by Seth Rogen. Seems this like is it. Seth. Yes, yeah, is Seth Rogen and uh, James Franco are you know stoner friends. Mm-hmm. Shockingly, I don't know if they actually had a script for this movie or they just like wandered on set. Or something. I I mean probably because there's a lot of action scenes, so they probably a lot of action scenes actually are the action scenes are actually pretty good. For this movie and um see this movie so you can watch Danny McBride. He is hilarious in this movie. Yeah, and this is like stoner action movie, right? Like yes. Yeah. It's almost a creating a new genre that no one has actually tried to make another movie in. So I've thought about this a lot. Is there still room? <laughs> Just the fact that I've thought about it. <laughs> and there's gonna be a spit take soon. <laughs> So in Good, many places, go ahead. Sorry. In many places of the country, now pot pot is legal, right? There's very little taboo. You know, you can just go to places and just get it. It's not that big a deal. You might as well get beer, right? Right. There aren't like alcohol movies, right? Because it's, there's no taboo around. It's just so part of our lives. Other than things like Bottle Shock, right? It's like about well, a specific. And thing. and honestly, the alcohol movies when you go sort of to this level would be like leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, that's sad, sad, right? That's, that's very different, right? Uh, so. Is there going to be room for the stoner movies going forward? Because again, the taboo is going to be gone. Yeah, there will be no Harold and Kumar. There will yeah, be no Cheech and Chong. It's like not that big a deal. It's like okay, guys, yeah. you're just two dudes. Yeah, doing something perfectly legal. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with what you're doing. So they're just like, ooh, we got to sneak around. Like no, like the cops say, like yeah, well, go ahead, just <laughs> take your stuff, go home. Yeah. Because like none of the other sort of recreational drugs really sort of fit with the, the all, setting it up. They're all too dangerous. Exactly. No one's going no to make a meth movie. Yeah, that's not a fun that movie. terrible. A it's, heroin movie, that was what, train spotting? You know what? Uh, yeah, yeah. What's that? Yeah. There's no it, fun. There's no, there's no fun any of these other drug movies. There, there was a whole industry around these pot movies. And I think that might actually be going away. I don't know if people have realized it yet. Call it here first. Well, if you can short, if you like can short those movies. Have, I feel like this is where we should have the star going across the screen and be like, the more you know. Yeah, exactly. Look out for this. If you're going to write yeah, a movie, don't write a so, pot movie. So the big line is we should we should re- illegalize pot in both our states just so we can make movies like, like Pineapple, Express. Pineapple Express. Or we'll see. Maybe these will keep happening. I don't know. I, maybe I'm reading the situation all wrong. 
I mean, this movie particularly, I mean, this is like they uncover like this entire like factory of making pot. And it's like that that wouldn't be something like today that would just be like, oh, you could go for a, a tour on there on Thursdays or something. You know, it's just, yeah, they'll have a tasting tour or something. I don't know. Yeah, a tasting tour. I'd love that. Yeah. But anyway. All right. Next up, uh, I picked Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder being. I almost picked this one. I'm a, I'm a, we need we need to have a discussion in this in for right here about blackface, right? Yeah. So you got a uh, Iron Man, is in blackface, <laughs> but most importantly, he's playing an Australian actor who's decided to go into blackface. So he's not making fun of surgically. Surgically, yeah. <laughs> and it, the, the joke is really clear here. Like he's making fun yeah. of this pretentious Australian actor who thinks it's a good idea to go into blackface to play this yeah. black character. Right. And I think that's hilarious. Like that's- it's, It is funny. I wonder, I don't know that it would fly today. Like, I don't know that they would make this movie today. Perhaps not. Although I think people going back understand the joke. Like a lot of people. I do think. I think. I do think that's true. But I just. I. I think that somebody, those same people that are that are you know doing the the yes that are making the, uh, the movies based on a title of a song mm-hmm. from eight years prior. I do, I think those are the people that step in and be like, I don't know about blackface. I don't know yeah. if we can do that. Two thousand twenty. Mm-hmm. It's definitely making a commentary about it though, because they they. Yeah. They have, here's like almost a, a clear difference. They have a black character commenting on the fact that this guy's doing it, like mm-hmm. showing like, this is why it's wrong. And the other guy doesn't get why it's wrong. And like, that's, yeah. that to me is like actually making a point. No, I, I agree with you 100%. I just know that that nuance is not something that, True. that, is, that is well understood in sort of the Right. And I, I, I know because I've researched it before, like they, they did, they made a lot of, like outroads to make sure that they were doing it the right way because they, they realized they were treading on dangerous sure. ground. And, and it, the comedy works. Oh yeah. I think yeah. Um, this is an amazing cast for a movie. First of all, it's got Johnny yeah. Ju- jr. It's got McConaughey. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, Jack Black's in this movie. Jack Black. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then the lead is Ben Stiller. About- <laughs> ben, yeah, the lead is Ben Stiller, yeah. uh, who I always forget about is in this movie. Um, but then, uh, and probably the most famous sort of, is it, it's not even a cameo because it's an actual supporting role in this film. Mm-hmm. But Tom Cruise, yep. completely uh, um, in costume of of a older sort of fat balding Hollywood agent, yep. is probably. It might be his greatest acting performance. Oh, it totally could be. And the the point of the movie is that they're making fun of Hollywood. They're making fun yeah. of actors who go way in, too into things and think that their stuff is so much more important than anything else. And that's right. that's the setup of the movie. There's more important mm-hmm. things going on than these actors trying to make a movie. Yet they don't know it. Yeah. And it's weird. It's a completely over-the-top performance by Tom Cruise. It's a completely understated and really mild-mannered role by McConaughey <laughs> which is like yeah. that's the whole point of like the weirdness of this thing is like McConaughey is the normal guy and Tom Cruise is like crazy 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 person yeah oh it's like, good it's, it's it's really funny it's yeah this this probably should have made I mean if we do if we redid these th- these these rankings we might have had six different you know? sure the, the point is there's a lot of like solid movies in this year mm-hmm. a lot of them you can just watch and this is this is sort of in there Last one. All right. So last one. Uh, this is this movie is uh, uh, 
this movie's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you can probably watch this with your kids if you've got like a, you know, a 10 year old at least. Yeah. He does There's... an occasional cursing. There is also sex in it. So your kid has to understand the existence of it. Yes. Yes. He has to understand that, you know, there are, there are things, mm-hmm. um, but this movie is role models. Mm-hmm. It says Paul Rudd and Sean William Scott. And uh, John Heater. I, isn't he? John, oh, no, no. no it's uh, supposed to. Uh, uh, Christopher Mintz. It's the right, right, uh, right, McLovin. Right. Yeah, it's McLovin's yeah. in it. It's McLovin, not the other, like, man child. Yes, exactly. Who's, who's, who's probably 38 years old, but still looks like he's 19. Yeah. 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 So, so um, both uh, Paul Rudd and... Um, Sean William Scott play like a big, like a, like a big brother program. I don't think they call it big brother program in this movie because they didn't want to offend the big brother program. Right. Uh, Which is a very good program. People should be big brothers. It's a good program. Uh, But they play these uh, um, and they're, they're morally dubious. Yeah. They're not good people. No, they're not good people initially. And they start, uh, you know, doing, uh, uh, sort of mentoring for these two kids. One is Christopher Mintz. Mm-hmm. Uh, McLovin. You don't know him as Christopher It's Mintz. totally McLovin, yeah. It's McLovin. Um, and then the other one is a, a, a young African-American kid. I can't, I don't remember the actor. You know, I don't name. know if he's been in, it's Bobby J. Thompson. And yeah. I have no idea what else he's been yeah. in. Yeah, but he's really funny in this film. Yeah. And uh, they sort of learn how to be, you know, better people. By yeah. taking by by mentoring these young kids, the best part is they do a full on like uh, LARPing. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody that knows what LARPing is, it's live action role playing. Yeah, kind of kind of uh, contest because that's what that's what uh, uh, McLovin likes to do is to yeah. LARP. Yeah, and that's and, the climax of the movie. Right? And that's the climax of the movie. It's a hilarious scene for. It's like a fifteen minute, just like you're constantly laughing. Yeah, that's that's kind of the point of the movie, I think. Like that's, that's to get to watching. the to get to Paul Rudd like killing a king, and it was it played by Rip, not Rip Torn, but it was uh, was it Stephen Root that's in this movie? Oh, so there's actually a lot of people in this that uh, that are pretty famous. I know that uh, Ken Jeong is in there somewhere. He's, he's oh, like, he's great always. He's, he's the he's yeah. I'm a huge fan of Community, and he's like obviously a big part of it. Um, the <laughs> The other guy, Ken Marino, wasn't he like yeah the, from uh from uh Veronica uh, Mars yeah Veronica Mars he's been in a bunch of other stuff too he's yeah. probably more famous but yeah um yeah Elizabeth Banks plays I think uh, Paul Rudd's on and off girlfriend in the movie mm-hmm. um, Jane Lynch is like the probation officer that they have to go to like that's the whole yeah. setup that they're not doing this out of the goodness of their hearts. Oh they yeah. Have. They get arrested for doing something stupid. I can't remember yeah. what it was. Um, yeah. I, yeah. You should, it's, it's a funny it's movie. It's totally good. All right. Those, those are the movies. Some pretty solid choices here. I think so. Yeah. Oh, Louis CK is in this movie. Oh, gosh. Oh. Everyone's in it. Keegan Michael Key is in this movie. Yeah. It's, it's actually a really loaded cast. Yeah. Wikipedia guys. Yeah, we strongly recommend, or I'm actually on IMDb. Yeah, is where you should go. But, uh, All right, yeah. so <sighs> dad bod, dad bod of the week. Hmm. I hadn't really thought of it at all. <laughs> well, the, the whole point is that we shouldn't. 
yeah, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've used Zach Black before. Yeah, we can't do that again. Zach, Jack Black. Yeah. Uh, we've used, uh, have we used Seth Rogen before? I don't know if we have. Because he's in a couple of movies, right? So mm-hmm. he's got, he's in Kung Fu Panda. Mm-hmm. He's in uh, Pineapple Express. Yep. He's in Zach and Mary. Yep. I think, I think he, that's three movies. This is, this is almost prime, you know, Seth Rogen. Territory. All right. I, I think we've got our guy. I think Seth Rogen is your Canadian dad bot of the week. Not bad. Yep. Should we just go with one? Do we want to say? Yeah, I, I, I have no one else. Yeah. Our Canadian I mean, dad bot. We've got a lot of monkey people. We've got like, you know, Ryan Reynolds. Nah, no, Colin no. Farrell. There's no, 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 no. Doesn't count. Um, even Jason Segel is a little too, you know. Mm, yeah, he's maybe. Cool. He might show up later on. Let's, uh, let's, let's, <laughs> let's like Steve Carell is not a dad bod. Not really. He's no. okay. He he could be. A, he's probably a good dad, but you know. <laughs> Michael Sarah. I mean, too many young people are in this movie. Yeah, wait till they age up, then they can they can become dad bods. Be dad like Michael Sarah, once he's about forty pounds heavier and he's got a receding hairline, totally. I think he works. He wins. All right. I think we've done it. I think we have. It's it's uh just just hey we got like under an hour. Not bad. It's okay. good for us. Yeah. So, uh, you know, do all the things that you're supposed to do. Yeah, rate, subscribe. You subscribe. Rescribe, subrate. Tell people to also subscribe. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, tell people about our podcast. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. Just tell them about it. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, thank you, Shane. Thank you, Michael.